Hello, and welcome to the Federal Contracting Made Easy podcast, where we take the complex world of government contracting and break it into simple steps that any small business owner can master. Now, let me introduce your host, Nancy Byerly. Hello, and welcome to Federal Contracting Made EDZ, Episode 5. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and rate it. So far, we have discussed the pros and cons of being a federal contractor, how to use USA spending to find agencies to market to, and lastly, we discuss capability statements and why you need them. Today's topic is federal procurement forecasts. If you have followed along, and done your action items, you will have selected three federal agencies to market to. You will have researched them, and you will find out what their missions are and how you can help them achieve their missions. The next step is to find out what the agencies are going to need each fiscal year. To do that, you need to go to your computer and open up a web browser. Then type in 2018 Federal Procurement Forecast and the name of the agency that you selected earlier. As an example, 2018 Federal Procurement Forecast GSA. This will provide you with a list of results. One of those list of results should have GSA's name there. You will select that one. You may have to do one or two more selections depending on how adapt agencies are. And then once you finally get to where you can select the listing, you're going to want to fine-tune it. And to fine-tune it, you're going to want to put your NATES code and the location code of where you want to find these opportunities. Then you'll get a list of results. These results are what you've been working hard for. It's going to give you a project name, an estimate of what fiscal quarter they plan on doing the requirement. It'll tell you agency representative's name, phone number, email address. Now these listings can either be downloaded in Excel or they're going to be embedded on the agency's website. Some of them are PDFs, so you have to use Adobe Acrobat Reader to open them, or some are things similar. Sometimes you can download them, which is great, because then you can save them and come back to them. Now, some agencies keep their updated better than others. GSA tends to keep theirs updated on a regular basis. They're the best ones I've found so far. The others, it's hit or miss. Now, as far as DOD agency goes, especially Department of the Air Force, they are very difficult to find. Air Force and Navy are difficult. Army tends to be a lot easier. Now, the Air Force will do a lot of these things called industry days, or where they'll have these days where you can come in and you can find out what they plan to purchase over the next length of time, usually two years. At least it is here where I'm at. So they'll list the next two years, this is what we plan on purchasing. If you aren't able to go to that event, or you come in and decide to do federal contracting in between, you're kind of out of luck. The only chance you have now is to go see the small business specialists at those agencies and see if they can tell you what they're planning on purchasing over the next two years. I found that to be hit or miss also. I want to warn you, these searches are not easy. I've spent hours and hours researching agencies and finding the website addresses. As with all things on the internet, they change these web addresses on a regular basis. and makes it very difficult to keep up to. Uh, for, your, for your benefit, I have put together about the top six agencies, and they're in my show notes. So please go ahead and get them off of there. To get my show notes, you need to go to Federal Contracting Made Easy 
register, and then you can get there. So now that you have an idea what the government wants to purchase, you can contact a small business specialist and set up a meeting with them. Goal here is to have what's called a capability briefing. A capability briefing is different than a capability statement. A capability statement is like your resume. A capability briefing is where you go in and you discuss one-on-one with these agency representatives how you can make their life easier. And you can show the different projects that you've done. You can talk about specific things that you've done. And sometimes they'll even bring up, hey, well, we have this project coming up. What do you think you can do about this? And they'll start discussing some things with you. That's the whole purpose of having the capability briefing. That's the whole purpose of the capability briefing. Now, there's a disclaimer I have to let you know about. Just because the government lists a product or service doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to purchase that project or services. That all depends on the amount of money they have available, the needs of the agency are. Sometimes they don't purchase it, sometimes they do. But that's neither here nor there. The whole purpose is to get you in front of people with the agency so that you can start building relationships. Now, why to go all this work? To find a requirement that the government needs, and you know that you're the only small business that can perform the work, or you're an 8A contractor, then you can possibly act, get this set aside as a sole source contract to you. If you're not the only company that can perform the work. The other goal is if you are not 8A and can't get it set aside directly to you, I have the capability to perform this as a small business. I'm a hub zone company. I can get this set aside as a, for only hub zone companies to bid on. That's the ultimate goal. Why do that? Well, do you want to beat against a thousand small businesses or maybe 20 small businesses? I sure would rather go with 20 small businesses than 100. Building relationships with small business specialists and other agency representatives is a great way for them to feel confident in your firm. Now, that doesn't change the fact that the government has to have competition. After all, they love competition. But you never know when a small project may appear and they can go directly to you. This brings up another topic, FedBizOps. Everyone knows that for projects over 25000 the government has one website, FBO. To put a caveat here, there are some exceptions. Now, that FBO website lists all products and services above that $25,000 threshold. What you may not want to know is that government uses that search, that website to also do market research. So if you see a source of sought and you look at it and it's something that you can do and it's right up your wheelhouse, then you want to go ahead and select the interested vendor because this will tell the agency, hey, I'm interested, I can perform this project. And then based on the number of people that responded and the types of industries, that allows them to set that aside for somebody particular, like a 8A company, a hub zone company, a service-disabled vet, or a woman-owned. That is the whole goal of doing that. If you don't respond, and that's what a lot of the federal agencies' are biggest problem is, they say, we set these out there, these sources of thoughts, and they don't respond. Well, if you don't respond, then they have no choice. It has to go full and open because their market research indicates that you did not respond. As you can see, this episode has been jam-packed with information. Remember, the internet searches are going to take some time, so please be patient. Again, if you found today's episode to be useful, please subscribe and rate the podcast. And we'll talk to you again next week.